the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. 34-year-old punk. He looks like a thumb. Who in the frack is Ian Sams? You see, now's when you get to see the they. A lot of talk about they. They do this and they do that. It's the Politburo. The apparatchik of the Marxist mafia. You know, the ones that are really propping up this crypt keeper. Pretending he's capable to do anything. This son of a gun. Not only could he not be a Walmart greeter, can't legally buy a car. Because his signature means nothing. In the meantime, Ian Sams is here to tell you it's all wrong. We're all wrong. Divert your lying eyes. The special counsel decided that there was no case there. Notably, he said this would be true whether President Biden was president or a private citizen. The special counsel's assignment when he was appointed was to determine whether any criminal conduct occurred. He found it didn't. That- Isn't it gr- I mean, it's great how they lie. It's not what he said at all. He said he's too stupid to stand trial. He said he doesn't remember anything. It's like talking to, I don't know, somebody that would go out with you. Do you ever see this guy, Ian Sams? I'm not kidding you, Square. He looks like a thumb. That was the finding. The case is closed. No, I don't think the case is closed. See, the American people should decide. We've been discussing it. It's fun to watch everybody catch up. It really is. We've been discussing the fact that prior to Joe Biden becoming vice president, he was always a fraud, always a liar, wasn't very bright. In fact, he was laughed off the stage in the 80s. And then as Barack Obama handpicked him after a debate, which we really can't figure out why, other than a liaison to foreign policy and domestic corruption, which is another thing Joe Biden always was. But right about then is when he started losing his mind. This is from a year ago, Squirrel. We beat Farmer this year. We beat Farmer this year. And it mattered. We're going to change people's lives. Funny, Squirrel. Here's, I mean, aside from the fact it's all just nonsense. And he just would break out screaming for no reason. All signs of dementia. Everybody knows he is completely riddled with the disease. And it's a terrible thing. But see, in our families, we wouldn't let somebody do this to themselves. We wouldn't let them perform like this for the world to see. Not to mention there's another little pesky side effect. It turns out we've got some real problems here. In California, a Chinese-born U.S. researcher is facing charges of industrial espionage. The U.S. Department of Justice said the alleged theft was intended to benefit the governments of China and Iran. The suspect, 57-year-old Shengguan Gong, is accused of sealing technology, technology-related secrets, rather. The U.S. court documents claim that he stole blueprints for infrared sensors used in space-based systems to detect nuclear missile launches and track ballistic and hypersonic missiles. Did you hear the story today? 
as it broke last night. Shen Gong Gong! Who the hell is Shen Gong Gong? I don't know, but something tells me he's a Democrat. Shen also allegedly stole blueprints for sensors designed to enable U.S. military aircraft detect heat-seeking missiles. Shen has been accused of providing China with stolen information from an undisclosed company between... Gee, never saw that coming. Maybe that's why you shouldn't hire a guy named Shen Gong Gong. January 2023 and April 2023. Shen worked as a circuit design manager to infrared sensors. If convicted, he faces up to 10 years in federal prison. In a separate case in New York... What they don't tell you is it's all part of the bills that were passed. The Chips and Salsa Act. All of the government spending has not only propped up and backdoor nationalized what used to be a private economy into a government economy, but they're hiring spies, you know, like Robert Malloy, who, by the way, whatever happened to him? Didn't he get caught by the FBI? He was a liaison number two in Joe Biden foreign policy. He, too, was a traitor to Iran. Two Iranian nationals are also charged with conspiring to export aerospace equipment to Iran. So in the meantime, Iran's doing great. We know the Taliban now has a country, and it's all because of the dimwit in diapers who likes to yell. We beat farmer this year! We Now, the best part about today was seeing how easy some of these political whores are. And you wouldn't think it because this guy, Dan Goldman, is the heir to the Levi fortune. Billions and billions of dollars never worked a day in his miserable existence. But to watch how quickly he'll sell out all of the principles of this country. It's almost impressive. The memory lapses that President Biden is described as having in this report, this is not the first time anybody's raised issues of President Biden's acuity. And in fact, twice this week, President Biden referenced uh, European leaders, conversations he had with them in 2021, when both those European leaders had long been dead. He confused Macron with Mitterrand, he confused Helmut Kohl with Angela Merkel. Now, I'm going to cut him a break because you look at Angela Merkel and you could easily think her name is Helmut. I mean, you ever see her? Do you ever see Andrea Merkel eat a mackerel? Ooh, it's not pretty. Uh, are you really acting as if there's nothing to these issues or these concerns? Well, I, I saw from the White House counsel that they disputed this uh, recollection of the interview. And I will tell you, Jake, uh, I was in Israel on October 7th, as you know, and President Biden was nice enough to call me. And I can tell you this was the day before that interview. I can tell you he was sharper than anyone I've spoken to about a very complex geopolitical urgent issue. Yeah, because people have been describing Joe Biden sharp. Uh, when exactly? Not in high school. Not in college, where he was, what, the eighth stupidest? Not any time in his life, but you're going to describe him as sharp. And the sad part is about Dan Goldman, is he's Jewish. That's the really sickening part. And what Joe Biden has done, since he was a two-bit senator on the take, is enrich terrorists around the world. He's the li liaison that not only is strengthening uh, Hezbollah, Hamas, pick one of the goat Casanova clans. It doesn't matter, because he's enriched all of them. And here he is right now, the day after he says Israel's over the top and he's defending Joe Biden. That's how you know you could buy Dan Goldman, not with money, but just with the illusion of power. And that's where you get in all of the rest of the media that today openly praises the dimwit in diapers that pretty much 
soiled himself in front of the world yesterday. If you're concerned about Joe Biden's age, you, you, you probably don't know Joe Biden. Biden is actually in good shape. Right. Mentally, he's quite acute. Any aide who engages with him or reporters, we can see this. The gears of his mind are working. The right wing media has so fixated on Biden and Biden purportedly having cognitive issues. It's not just making an issue of Biden's age. It's, it's lying. It's saying he's senile, it's saying he's demented, saying he's out of it. Russian television has been filled with speculation about President Biden's age, about his mental state of mind. That's an issue. Everyone with an IQ over 60 has been. Because what we've known is that Joe Biden's performance yesterday is what the media and the apparatchiks, the Politburo in this country, have been hiding since he was running from his basement. Now it's fun to watch the Communist News Network, formerly the Clinton News Network, finally pull their head out of their ass. It's fun. Here are the facts. Joe Biden, established by this report, Joe Biden retained sensitive classified documents after he left the vice presidency. Marked classified? Yes, marked classified, highest level, top secret SCI. I thought he said yesterday he didn't do that, but he did it. You see, the fact is he did it. Here's another thing. How do you know he wasn't doing it when he was a senator? Because he had top secret documents from when he was a senator. See, that's the other little nifty factoid that gets left out. Joe Biden didn't have the ability to declassify anything before he stole, with the help of Democrat scum mafias around the country, the most important office in the world. See, all of this, the, the things that Joe Biden is accused of taking, he was never to have. Never. And he took them anyway. And the reason they didn't try him is because he's too stupid to stand trial. CNN is not, or at least this guy, is going to enlighten the rest of the crew. Related to our international affairs, to war plans, to foreign relations. He knew it. He knew it. He's on tape after he's out of the vice presidency saying to his autobiography. Poor Xi Jinping Zhao. Xi Jinping Zhao is going to get charged with treason. He did a little less than Joe Biden did. Biographer, the classified documents are in the basement. He knew it. But he just denied that. That's exactly. that, that so that's, a key part of the report. It's a second sentence in the report, and he just denied sharing that with the ghostwriter. And I yep. just looked at this closely. Uh, they had recorded conversations between Biden and this ghostwriter. Exactly. Which means he unequivocally lied. Another little left out thing by the morons in the mainstream media. To uh, push by uh, uh, right wing media, but it's not correct. Yeah, Republicans on the, on the other side have spent four years almost kind of weaponizing Biden's age against him. Trump is not that much younger than him. Biden is just a couple of years older than Donald Trump. Why, do, why so much attention on Biden's age? Trump isn't much younger. This whole vein is, is really, really unseemly. I mean, well, there's two major things. Number one, Donald Trump never did a drug or drank. That's number one. Number two, Donald Trump worked, so he had to actually use his mind. Joe Biden sat on his ass and cut foreign policies that he was bribed to do. He never really thought or worked or concluded. He never had to come up with a solution. It's that phony baloney Senate where you do nothing for 50 years and keep pretending to be busy. And then you go hit on the, on, on the girls that work for you in the office, right? What was her name? Tara something. And then you go hit on the waitresses with Chris Dodd. Big scandal. You don't want to pick that up either. In the meantime, it's getting harder and harder to deny what Joe Biden is. That is what blew my mind about Joe Biden's statement. Except two major things he just outright contradicts or is contradicted by, however you look at this. this That's CNN speak for lied. Lied! 
And he can't move his face or blink his eyes because whatever that formaldehyde solution they keep shooting in his eyeballs to keep him alive, he can't blink anymore. Can't make any facial expressions. Can barely walk. There are two things he said that are completely the opposite of what Robert Herr found. And who do you believe is up to, I guess, the individual consumer? First, Joe Biden says, I did not act willfully. Willfully just means voluntarily, intentionally. Well, the second sentence of this whole Summary says President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials. The facts in here show it was willful. See, Squirrel, this is why, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I don't watch men in tights chase balls. I don't give a rip about Sunday or whatever bowl it is. I don't care. This is all I do. And I have known for decades what Joe Biden is. That's why anybody that would tolerate this in any position in this government of power is a lowlife. You are all lowlifes who voted for him, who didn't know yourself what Joe Biden is. All this is is vindication for a guy like me. And when you see these children, these Marxists like Ian Sams, come out and bald-faced lie, these are the scourge in our country. So all the never-Trumpers, you go stand there too, scumbags. You're with them. What is the issue with memory, and is it a factor that deals with his capacity uh, to serve? Well, I have a lot of issues with the contents of that question, and Karine's answered a lot about the president's transparency in his medical records and his uh, physical and things of that nature. Uh, is that because at 34 years old, you look 10 years older than him, you thumb? Is that why? You fraud, you Marxist con artist? In the meantime, we're in the middle of World War, World War III, stupid and I, you know, leave that to 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 Corrine to handle. But I'll say, I just read you this page two forty eight. Or sorry, excuse me. Uh, later in the report, he says, "quote We expect the evidence of Mr. Biden's state of mind to be compelling, pointing to him providing quote clear and quote forceful testimony." I can't explain why the report veers all over the place on this issue. I can just say, and as you've heard from the vice president, you heard from members of Congress yesterday talking about their recent interactions with the president. One, Congressman Goldman from New York, talking about his interaction with the president the day before this interview when Congressman Goldman was on the ground in Israel and the long and intensive and detailed conversation they had about what was going on on the ground. We just reject that this is true. Simultaneously with this, they scared people into accepting the dimwit in diapers as the president because they told him, look, if he, if he steps aside, you know who's in there. Easy peasy. You know, the office tramp, mistress, homewrecker. All around moron. I'm pointing to the direction of what I believe is the capital. <laughs> and what needs to happen in terms of people who otherwise have evidenced themselves being having a feckless quality to show some courage to reject the false notion that suggests you're either in favor of the Second Amendment or you want to take everyone's guns away. When, in fact, it's just reasonable. I support the Second Amendment, but it's reasonable to say we need an assault weapons ban. It's reasonable to say we need universal background checks. That we See, that's the kind of stuff. Uh, no. Well, here's the, kind of, here's the thing. You look at this idiot. Listen to her. Listen to her. Here's another clip. Because now what people perhaps had never seen before can be seen to know what's possible. But the brilliance of this inaugural class huh? and its leaders is the ability to see what can be. Unburdened by what has been. And, and then to make it real. When you say to yourself, I'll take the guy with the soiled shorts. 312-642-5600. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free. 
or die on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Squirrel, you know how you tell which limousine is the vice president? It's the one that says, if this limo's a rockin', don't come a knockin'. In the meantime, are you pretending Joe Biden just lost his marbles? Here is from 2019. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. Uh-huh. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He's always been a punchline, though. Now it's just our sad reality is our country has become a punchline. Scott Willowbrook. Sean, it seems like the mate Trump was working. It seems like he got into those classified documents and he was seeing funny things. And that's why he made that phone call that he did when he did at the, near the end of his uh, term. And you saw how they reacted when he did it. You're, re- you're, referencing, you're referencing the phone call to Zelensky? Yeah. You re- yeah. Well, he did that kind of middle. He did that in the second year. And the reason that I think he made the call to Zelensky is because at that level of government, everybody had been aware of what Barack Obama's administration had been doing and the relationship with the loan guarantees, that's, which gets lost in the argument. We were paying a billion-dollar loan guarantees to Ihor Kolomoisky, who is a legendary oligarch who destroyed the quality of life in that country and was controlling the government and the banking system along with energy policy. See, so this is the thing that is, is lost and why... This whole position with Ukraine and Russia, I don't give a rip about any of it, other than the fact they were and always have been the most corrupt country and were in bed with the Obama administration from day one. And the evidence of Hunter and Burisma, that's nothing compared to our foreign policy, which they have been using as a backstop as it's our money they've been buying Rolls Royces with since before Putin invaded. That's the problem I have with the whole thing. So the the phone call to Zelensky was probably to say, listen, comedian, I know you are Ihor Kolomoisky's biatch. I know you are. And we will have an eye on you. And the money will stop. But we never let that happen. Because here's the other thing. The Democrats are all like that. Why do you think you have this 34-year-old moron that nobody heard of? Never worked a day in his life. He's the same thing Robert Malloy was. They're conduits of corruption. And they will lie, cheat, and steal to prop up anybody. Because all they need is the control of that office. Now try to find his net worth. 34 years old, never made a dollar in his life, probably worth $40 million. Uh, Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean. Uh, I want to talk about Joe Biden's mental capacity. Now, Robert Hurst said he willfully knew about those documents, the classified documents, and he said he can't go to trial or can't be uh, accused of crime because he, he can't. Let's put some pieces together. But the the Democrats stand up and say, oh, he's okay. He's okay. Well, well, what is it? Is is he okay or is he not? No, he's not okay. He is okay. He should be prosecuted for what he did. They need us distracted on this because they don't want you to understand it's policy profiteering that they're perpetrating. 
on the American people. Joe Biden for 50 years has been an asset of very specific corrupt countries and politicians. $24 million in checks through either his brother or his son, directly in the account, policy sculpting to enrich the, the countries that were bribing Joe Biden when he had his marbles. This is all mental capacity. He was always stupid. He was always an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Now he's just one that can't remember. Rob, Ukrainian village. Hey, just wanted to say that I, I don't. No one learned anything new about Joe Biden yesterday that they didn't already know. I think yesterday he was set up to be in a position where he was going to be having to answer questions that he couldn't answer, and the Democrats just put their plan into phase one to cut him out of the picture. What we saw yesterday was the Democrat Party raising the guillotine to cut him out. So that's Absol- that's what I think it. Oh, I, I, is listen, all about. I th- uh, the apparatchik will survive. All right. And they're going to do it. There's also a sympathy play going on around the world right now, you know, around the country right now. You know, you've got a lot of people that have people that suffered from that. I, my grandfather did that. My grandfather suffered a little bit like that. And it, it's hard. It's hard to watch. Right. So there are people right now that are like, oh, just leave them alone. Just leave them alone. And had him in hiding for so l- long. Let's get somebody out. Why? Well, of course. Of course, Rob. Why do you think they never let him talk? He never could talk. Yeah, so that's why they brought For three him years, you've been hearing him. I'm going to get in trouble. If I do, I'm going to remember, and we would say on this show, well, who are you going to get in trouble with? You're the freaking president. Who are you going to get in trouble with? He's going to get in trouble with Ian Sams and KJP and Kamala Harris and the Leviathan of corruption that is the Democrat Party. You see, that's what it is. And we have to start to realize that. It's, we don't have a representative republic the way we tell ourselves. It's them against us. Thank you very much. 312 642 5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. I can't believe it's Friday already, squirrel. Time is the enemy of all men. Some men lose their marbles and control of their bodily function. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because... In his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president. I put this country back on its feet. I don't... Right there. Right there. I have... This is all I do is politics. I have never heard such a ridiculous example of not just an inflated ego, but true delusion. You did nothing except that $34 trillion, you fraud. In fact, if it wasn't for the bastardization of our dollar, this country would file bankruptcy. You know, that's something that uh, gets lost a little bit in the macro conversation of exactly what these idiots are doing to us and the cost of having this mafia posing as a government. The U.S. dollar, which has kind of united the world in a lot of ways, maybe not to your advantage, but certainly to ours. Is that going away as the reserve currency that become the universally accepted currency? How have sanctions, do you think, changed the dollar's place in the world? You know, to use the dollar as a tool of foreign policy struggle is one of the biggest strategic mistakes made by the U.S. political leadership. The dollar is the cornerstone of the United States power, but they won't stop printing. What does the de- now? I've been doing radio for well, I don't know how many how many times, squirrel. I think three years where I've had this show, but I've done it for three before, no weekends, and filling in. 
They, he's exactly correct. Exactly. I've had experts on, professors, economists from around the world. He's exactly right. Have you heard one of these rat Democrats, these elected frauds like Goldman or these media morons who are promoting the bankruptcy and the bastardization of our currency? Have you heard one of them talk about it that you know is a Democrat? The answer is no. They've been covering up the whole fracking time. And the reason we're not just in this conflict, but in what, seven others, is because just that. And this fraud comes on and says he saved this country. What you single-handedly did to this country, no enemy could have done. And that's really the story of every one of these fracking Democrats. They're all frauds. Here's, I got another little story. Here we go in California. See, they're like uh, Illinois. They got this idea that they're their form of fascism and utopia. It's going to be great. How are they going to do it? Same way Illinois does. They're going to let out the scumbags. Well, see, it must be called Vindication Day today. It was supposed to make us safer, but a growing number of people believe it's doing the exact opposite. Approved in 2014, Prop 47 aimed to lower the prison population by reducing most drug possession offenses and thefts of property valued under $950 from felonies to misdemeanors. But San Jose Mayor Matt Mahan is worried about the unintended consequences. A small number of people brazenly commit crime without fear of accountability. People are so trapped in addiction that they refuse services and subsist in misery on our streets. Mahan and San Francisco Mayor London Breed are among those hoping to see Prop 47 reform on the November 2024 ballot. Mayors in California are trying to remove the policies of the Democrat mafia. And what do they do when businesses move or people get maimed and injured? They raise taxes. You know what else gets lost in the conversation from yesterday with Tucker? I didn't watch all two hours. But do you know why Russia was able to build the quality of life it did in a short period of time? Did you know, Squirrel? They have a flat tax. Flat. No matter if you're a million dollars a year or 10000 a year, you pay the same. See, that's supposed to be the premise that allows the private economy to thrive. But that's not what the Democrat mafia wants. That's why in Illinois... As all the businesses are experiencing all of the utopian promises that California or Havana promoted. What are they doing? They're raising the taxes on you. That gets lost. That gets lost in the argument. That should be the main argument. George in Naperville. Sean, I want to salute you for being at the forefront at diagnosing Biden's mental condition. If you went to medical school, you would have been the Marcus Welby of Melrose Park. My <laughs> only concern is with your bedside manner. Thank you very much. You're right. Since I was filling in, everybody knew Joe Biden has dementia. Called him the dimwit in diapers then. And it's a sad state of affairs that so many Americans, for a twisted loyalty to a corrupt political party, would accept this failure, this fraud, this sick man. He's a sick, sick man. But he always was. It's always kind of a creep, too. Like sniffing the ladies. Mitchell in Des Plaines. Hey, Sean, you know, I think it's so funny that with uh, sloppy Joe Biden and his advanced dementia, the fellow Democrats just sit there and think, oh, he's perfectly fine. Don't, you know, don't uh, pay any attention to his flaws. In 1988, as you know, he dropped out of the primary uh, of being a president because he plagiarized Bobby Kennedy in his speeches, same with a guy in uh, Great Britain. This entire time, he's a total, what I call, phony. And the fact is, why don't Republicans or anybody that has what I call a, uh, you know, uh, 
just basic logic. Why don't they invoke the 25th Amendment? Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daniel? Cowards. Mitchell, they're cowards. And by the way, the Democrat Party has no standards. Does anyone remember Mayor Daley? He was just as stupid as Joe Biden. Did he have dementia or stupidity? See, they have no standards. That's why you have uh, uh, Big Lori Lightfoot, Mayor Johnson. Now, you have no standards. So it's hard to decipher, is it just a normal Democrat dummy? Or does he have dementia? Well, I think when you talk, start talking about Harry Lays and kids jumping on their laps, I'm going to go with dementia. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn. You have to be an absolute low-life rat to not only not vote for him, but to vote against him. And that's why the never-Trumper scum don't ever take your eye off the ball. They're just as culpable, if not more. Because they knew what he was. And they said, I only buy two. You're worse than the Democrat, never Trump or scums. Glenn and Oakbrook. Hey, Sean, I got two things for you. The mayor of Denver is moving services from taxpayers to immigrants because of the influx of immigrants. And they're blaming the Republicans because now all the people that go to the DMV are going to have to wait longer and things like that. Glenn, do you remember uh, years ago, I want to say Bush was in office, they had the big scandal of the the, the phony uh, NGO, I don't know if it was La Raza or the Ray, it was some, some, oh, some yeah, group, right. and they used to pump out information and distribute it in the third world, and what their allegation was is that America was taken by the white man hostily and illegally, so what they had to do was infiltrate because they were going to take their land back. That's what this is, Glenn. That's all it is. It's all it is. It's a joke. It's a joke. In the meantime, what about all the utopia where the third world is from? I mean, after all, you got your own countries, you got your own representation. How you doing? How you doing? Please. If it wasn't for Americans and our ingenuity, they'd still be going to the bathroom in a bucket that was made out of pottery. Morons that they are. Like Gaza. How you doing? What's the Gaza stock exchange today, Squirrel? Where did it close? How about the median income for condos? In the, in the Gaza, what, what is it? About $7? Craig in Mount Greenwood. Sean, thank you much for taking my call. Man, you're all over all the right subjects today, brother. As it's easy. usual. It's easy. Kidding me? It's like picking up girls in Chicago. They're desperate. Go ahead. I hear you. So I heard a, uh, uh, something on the radio today. I heard a discussion, and they were talking about how something that this knucklehead and this pi- uh, pirates did where they used our dollar for a uh, weapon against Russia, something super stupid, and then what ended up happening, it backfired on the U.S., so we're in jeopardy of losing the uh, world uh, dude, current, like, status. Dude, it's not, that, a ru- it's not ru- They've been using the dollar in a bastardized, weaponized manner for 50 years. When it really hit full speed is when George W. Bush broke the rules to save us. And you look at the massive amount of our debt since 2008 to now, and they have... No idea how to stop it. None. Which is why every president will double what the last one did. Trump was the only one that could have broke it. But in the last year, they got him. But the greatest man-made bioweapon the world ever saw. Some call COVID. What's more dangerous is the vaccine, which is looks like maybe killing more people than COVID. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The 
answer. Caesar, while inside the compound, walked into a room where there were over 150 cots stuffed with illegal immigrants all into the same room. The migrants told Caesar that these NGOs are all about the money. Caesar also saw a sign for Las Palmas, which is a nursing home contracted to clean the hotel, do the laundry, and do breakfast and lunch again. Many subcontractors, many money grabs that get paid no matter what. That's all it is. And in the meantime, they have numerous, numerous people that all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere. Right after Kamala Harris went to Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Mexico, to stop the flow. Since that trip, we've had 1,000% increases. Easy peasy. James on the south side. Hey, Sean, how are you doing this morning? How good, how are you, James? Good, good. Real quick, uh, I want to wonder what, what are they going to flip past us this weekend as a distraction of the Super Bowl? Uh, which is going to lead me into another great Sean Thompson quote, which is uh, grown men know more about sports than they do about the politics that are destroying the life of their kids. Yeah. Well, I think I, I'll tell you what, all you need is a little, a little something to happen, and that'll get everybody behind the dimwit and diapers, right? Something were to happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe some people will wake up once in a while. I hope so, James. Take. I hope so, James. Thank you very much. Carlos has an excellent question. Hi, Carlos. Hey, how you doing? Good, I good. I just want to know if you have any knowledge of uh, the Republican Party or the Trump Organization setting up security for the vote count. Carlos, good states do good things. Bad states do bad things. I mean, that's you know this. You live in a bad state, right? So in good states, yeah. they, they do the opposite of what Illinois does, right? right? So they make it easier right. to cheat in bad states because that's how they stay in power. You know, I don't know how long. Right. You, how, have you been in Chicago your whole life? My whole life. I came here when I was 10, a Mexican, three years to, to cross the border. Yes. Going oh. through all the paperwork, three years. You remind me of my, I, my friend. Yeah, my friend did the same thing. And I watch as, as every bit of his effort, all of his, his learning, all of the money that he paid for nothing. I serve in the Army because I thought I had to. And uh, it kills me. These people just jump in the, the front. See, but you're, 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 you're what gives me hope. Right. Because you're the one who understands how important it is to do it the right way. And you did it the right way. And you're a patriot to your nation. You're an asset to this country. Something tells me you're probably coming home from work right now. So everything you're witnessing yeah. is ex exactly what I'm you lived your be, life I'm against. Gonna be 70. Seven. I'm going to be 70 now. So I've you were 64. Yeah. I was 10 years old. My parents so, brought me. My mom brought me in. But it took us three years to get all our paperwork. So you remember in Chicago, you remember when they would get the winos, when they would pay $5 so they would sign a voter card? You remember when the scandal was that they were the when voter rolls the, hadn't been cleaned in decades? Yeah. Queen of heaven. Yeah, when they went to the cemetery and get names. Yeah. Come on, yeah. brother. You've yeah, been around I, a long time, brother. You know what's going on. And where these Democrats that's, are, that's how they live. 
And that's why it's very difficult yeah. to live amongst them. And when you spend you know si uh -huh. 70 years working, you realize you're the one that's financing. It's a big pill to swallow. Go ahead. Oh, it is. It is. It's a brutal big pill to swallow. Uh, and I don't understand it, but it is where it is. Would you do me a favor? Anyway, Would you my... Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Yes. Anyway, back to my question. Um, is, uh, I'm just talking mostly a Trump organization. If they're setting up any kind of security, because we saw all the, the, the things they did, right, I mean, on the TV, and uh, they told us there was no, no, no uh, cheating. <laughs> All of the states, all of the states that cheated the, the last time, all of the states that expanded the regulations, eased the regulation for ballot harvesting, right. for, for mail-in ballots, and the kids that go and they get the names in the hospital and the whole hospital votes Democrat, right. the infirmary, that's all going to go on still. So I'm not going to hear to tell you that you should have false hope. What I'm here to tell you is I know how your family probably is. You're probably anchored in there the way mine was. It's, it, get your grandkids out of there. Get them out of there. Because the society is separating. The Democrat areas will devolve. There will be no good areas. You'll be better off being Whoa. homeless in Florida than in a mansion in Hinsdale. You mark my words, kid. In the meantime, do me an honor. Right. Wear my shirt. Hold on. We're going to give Carlos a shirt. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me. He didn't win. Illegitimate. I said it on the night of the election when I was doing election night coverage. I have never wavered. Even though our nation is full of morons. Even though it's full of cowards, thieves, traitors. There's not 81 million of them. Absolutely not. That's what, 19 or is it 29 more votes than Barack Obama, who had hope and change, yes we can, and momentum. The Duchess of Chaffington... Even less than Barack. So what is it? 30 million more than her? 81 million people dumb enough to vote for the traitor and thief? I don't think so. Never did. All we need now is a little evidence. Evidence, evidence, evidence. Well, if you dare mention it, you'll probably go bankrupt. But not my next guest or the Heartland Institute. They're just data. They just want the data. Give me the data. Turns out in that data, it looks like there was wide, wide, widespread election fraud when it came to mail-in ballots. My next guest is a research fellow at the Socialism Research Center and host of Heartland's In the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism TV. He's Donald Kendall. Donald, how are you? I am doing fantastic, sir. Although I am getting a little nervous about the bet that we made the last time I was on the show. Oh, that it was going to be a rematch of Trump versus Biden. After that showing of Biden at that press conference last night, I'm getting a little nervous. You, you can't fade me. There's a lot of guys in Chicago right now talking to themselves that tried to fade me. I win, baby, win. And <laughs> I am a terrible winner. I hackle you during the payoff. It's really fun. In the meantime, I really do believe the apparatus that put this dimwit in diapers in office is still in place, if not stronger. Tell me that you can make a dent with some actual fact that these scallywags stole it. 
Uh, yeah, well, if you recall, uh, I was definitely on your show in December, I think, when our poll came out uh, that we yes. did with Rasmussen. That was basically just asking people whether or not that they committed fraud uh, when they did their mail-in ballots in the 2020 election. And the, the re- when we released the findings, it went viral because yes, it, it was shocking. Uh, one in four was the number that we were – no, sorry, it was one in five was the number that we were – that we're uh, uh, you know talking about the people that admitted to committing fraud when they did their mail-in ballots. <laughs> so obviously, along with those findings, came a lot of speculation of what that meant to the 2020 election. Did it throw the election? Was it inconsequential? Surely, it seemed like that was a big percentage for it to be inconsequential. But we wanted to actually look into the numbers and see what would happen. So what we did was well, first off, we had to find the real number. Because the, the poll, a lot of the questions, there was some overlap, certainly. Some people that might have committed two different forms of fraud, some people that only did one. So what was the real number? Was it one in five? Well, we got the raw data from Rasmussen, and it showed that of all the people that responded to that poll that uh, did mail-in balloting, that the actual number, we, we understated it. It was actually 28% of respondents admitted to one form of fraud uh, when they did their mail-in ballots, not the one in five that we were promoting. So what we did was we took that number, we went back to the 2020 election results, and we found the, the mail-in ballots of each of the swing states and applied the number of fraud to Trump's mail-in votes and Biden's mail-in votes to see how it would have affected it. And when we ran the numbers, it showed that at that level of fraud, at 28%, that Trump would have won every single one of those swing states, and he would have taken the election 311 electoral votes to Biden's 227. So 84-vote margin there. But now I could already hear some, some skeptical listeners in the audience saying, well, what if, what if it wasn't 28%? What if that's overstated? Not in my audience. We don't allow Democrats to listen, but go ahead. <laughs> so, so we took that into account because we've even heard that, uh, you know, from some people on our side. Well, what if he didn't account for this? What if he didn't account for that? What if the number is too high? Fine. Well, we'll listen to that. So we ran these scenarios at 27% percent level of fraud 26 25 24 all the way down to 14 percent and with all of those scenarios trump still wins by that exact same margin okay well what if that's still overstating it well we ran the scenarios on 13 percent 12 11 10 9 8 7 6 percent and in those scenarios from 13 percent level of fraud to six percent level of fraud in mail-in ballots trump still wins by a slightly more narrow uh, uh, level when it comes to the electoral votes, but he still wins. And not only that, Sean, if we were to reduce the level of fraud to, down to 5% or 4%, that would result in an outcome of a tie, which in the case of a tie would go to the Senate and Congress or whatever. And both were being operated by Republicans at that time, so surely Trump would have still won. So even if our poll results that we came out with back in December overstated the amount of fraud uh, in the mail-in balloting process by a factor of seven, sevenfold, Trump still would have won. So that is an unbelievable uh, outcome. I was not expecting that when we no. ran all the numbers on this report, and it's mind-blowing to me. It is, but so is the situation that we're in. And, and the reality is this. It is actually the perfect crime to steal the presidential election. It's perfect because so many of the states that are run and populated 
by the apparatchik of the mafia. They know that they're going to cheat, and they have a system in place to do so. So what I mean by that is, there's three states that were involved in the in the theft of the 2020 election. They have rules in place. Some destroy the ballots within weeks. Some within months. So you can never truly audit the actual evidence. I want to know if, in your opinion, if there's a way to change that with this kind of obvious possibility for lack of let's give a, 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 a let's pretend I'm on a, on a Sunday show there is the ability to steal it based on this poll but what we really need is the evidence I want to cross check Joe Matarats doesn't exist didn't live at 123 Main Street Joe Matarats same day registration voted three times in three different districts Joe Matarats four votes gone you know what I mean that type of thing because the way in which the system is rugged run by bad states, you know, states like Colorado, for example, who the upper echelon are all Democrat mafia members. They would do something so brazen that they stand a chance they have a 9-0 uh, uh, defeat in the Supreme Court, which still shocks me. But everybody knew what they're capable of doing. I'm from Chicago. When you get Democrats in important position, everything's on the table. And the reality is, has that changed? Because if you really are a, are a nerd the way I am, you saw the election rules change not by state legislature, the way it is mandated in the Constitution. They bastardized it. They got away with it. The mm -hmm. crooked judges changed it, and nobody could say anything. And they still allowed that result to stand, and here we are strapped with the dimwood and diapers. So can we, we didn't win on any of those arguments. When, we tried, when Trump tried to bring it to the court, the court said, you didn't have standing. You didn't have standing. They dismissed 20-something cases, and I listened to the pathological liars calling themselves our government tell us he lost in court. So it's the perfect crime. You only got to steal one night and you argue for four right. years, right? Well, you know, and that's, uh, that was one of my biggest takeaways uh, when we released this report. Uh, I, I thought, you know, the, we hear all of these stories, these different accusations, some of them anecdotal, uh, you know, about these things, whether it's ballot stuffing or, you know, any number of different things that could have stolen the election. And all of those things, I think, are important things that we should pay attention to to make sure these things don't happen that can undermine the integrity of an election. Absolutely. But what this poll shows, or what this report shows, that even just slightly negligent uh, mail-in balloting processes and laws are enough to shift the election towards the, you know, potentially rightful winner to, you know, maybe a dim in diapers or something like that. <laughs> Yes. So, like that, that, that alone should send a mandate to any sitting legislative official uh, to do something about uh, our voting system. And in the report, we have a whole bunch of different policy prescriptions, you know, voter ID, states annually verifying their voter registration rolls, encouraging in person voting, all sorts of different things that. If a politician and a state legislator is, is wanting to take this seriously, as they should, based on our poll results and this report, we have it listed in there, a whole bunch of things that they can do to shore up the legitimacy of our elections. Will they do it? Remains to be seen. But we're not going to sleep until uh, there's some action. Well, I love that because the, the technology has always been there. I mean, after all, 
when a senior dies who's on Social Security, all of a sudden the government knows he doesn't exist anymore and they stop paying him. However, when a Cook County voter moves or dies, he's on the voter rolls for 45 years. We've got people voting in Chicago who would be 111 years old. They're not voting. They steal the fracking thing because the, the, the bad players, known as the Democrat government, in charge, they want the ability to cheat. So they have a fail safe. And what I'm looking for is a way to dent it with fact. But when you realize the structure of these states that got away with it the first time, and now they have the presence of illegal aliens who in these states are given driver's license, they mimic an American citizen. It's very difficult to, to, to find out if they are or they are not. In fact, it's California and Illinois. They want to have illegal aliens join the government. They can be policemen and the rest of it. So how, what's to stop them? from voting Democrat or just having their name vote Democrat, which is really what happens more often than not. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, I think the first step in any of these issues is just to raise public awareness and get people to actually be talking about these things. And this is one of the reasons why I just, you know, Sean, I love you and I love your show and I love that you allow me to come on and rant and rave about all of these different things that I come on regularly talking about. I've been married long enough to know there's a butt coming. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 but <laughs> because right. there is uh, okay. So when we put out the the poll in December, everyone was talking about it. I was on a whole bunch of different shows, including yours, talking about it. When we put out this report, we were expecting a very similar wave of interest, and there was not. There was not a whole lot of people, and we were wondering why that is. Maybe maybe it had something to do with the timing of the release of the report. Maybe we didn't uh, you know hit it right when it comes to the press release. I don't know what happened, but we got a little bit of insight. And an influencer, social media influencer that responded to our like, hey, your audience would be interested in this. They responded being like, yeah, I would love to talk about this. But the last time I talked about something like this, um, my account got shut down for a month. So there's a chilling effect out there of anyone that doesn't even want to touch this idea of anything that's uh, not saying that the 2020 election was the most fair and free election of all time. But you, of yeah. course, don't even hesitate. You're like, yeah, no, come on, oh, come God on, God. talk about the report. I grew up in, uh, in an Italian neighborhood, and my name was Sean. You think I'm afraid to get punched in the face? It makes me homesick. I love it. In the <laughs> meantime, what you, what you have to realize is if we don't fix something, if we don't reestablish the integrity that we all took for granted, you will do to the nation what Democrats did to my great city. And before you know it, it is beyond help. And now you just double down on corruption and stupid. And it becomes a communist Marxist area where the politician becomes untouchable and they become oligarchs. And sure enough, that's exactly what's going on in Washington. And we see it every day. So my concern at at this point is, are there still enough decent people in bad areas that can do something? When 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 we all are victims of four years ago, them breaking the covenant, by disqualifying the Constitution, it was not the state legislatures that eased the voting regulations or laws or permitted ballot harvesting. It was the Democrat judges. And that, to me, is the part that's chilling, because you can't get that back. And Colorado wasn't always Democrat Mafia Central. There were decent people. Uh, but they do that thing where they do. They open up drugs and welfare, and now you destroy the whole place. So I'm, I'm hoping there's still enough hope or good people that want to push back. And I'm wondering what your reception is, because what you just told me doesn't make me feel good about it. People aren't willing to talk about this, because to me, this is a better hand than the full house you had in December. 
Right, right, exactly. And that's exactly, we were bracing for just a, a ton of media response and all of that stuff. I was clearing my calendar so that I could be on a bunch of different shows and all of that, just like the time in December. But I will say, and I will promise all of those that are listening right now, that we're not giving up on this. We're going to make sure everyone in the country sees it, whether or not I have to personally go door to door and hand them one of these reports, because I think it is that important. And there is so often that when a report comes out, some sort of white page, uh, white paper, when it comes to, you know, like the think tank industry, if it doesn't come out, it doesn't hit. All right, we'll move on to the next thing. I refuse to do that. Well, I'm yeah. going, we are going to march on this paper for as long as it takes. We've already got a whole bunch of supplemental material being produced right now and we are going to shout this as loud as possible until everyone that wants to hear it hears it well i need it to change i can't afford to uh, lose my country uh at this stage of the game and and listen the reality is if you can afford to you can get out of democrat run areas and it's a much better quality of life but the reality is too many people are complacent with being a victim of political crime which is really what these administrations are this is a political crime and the fact that they can come on and lie about every fracking policy you know i'll often challenge uh, uh uh my audience to come up with a democrat policy that worked as advertised you can't come up with one so the only hope we really have is what we see in the bay area in california where even the mayors who have been voting democrat probably for two generations said look this is chaos you've been destroying everything so it's either that's going to take, what, 10 more years, or Yuri Bezmenov was right, and people will get used to being censored, which is what's happening to you. People will get used to being steered and propagandized, and they'll get used to being victims, which is what happened to Chicagoans. That's my fear. Right, right, exactly. And I'll tell you that it was very disheartening to, to hear people that are on our side of the aisle that we've done work with before saying, you know what, we don't really want to touch this. So... I don't often do this when I'm on uh, uh, on your show with you, but like I am encouraging everyone listening to this, go to heartland.org, find the report, big featured image right there at the top, and you have to share this because some of the people that are on our side of the media, not Sean, obviously, yeah. but on our side of the media are afraid to touch it, so you have to personally do it yourself. I'm going to go next door and try to pick a fight now. You got me in the mood. In the meantime, Donald Kendall, <laughs> thank you for coming on and thank you for everything. And I'll always give out the Heartland Institute. It's a wonderful organization that works tirelessly to save our country. Thank you, brother. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. I'm telling you, Squirrel, to be alive, when that show was on network TV, it's before drugs and destroyed the quality of life. I'm telling you, much better society back then, truly. Uh, Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, I got a great idea as far as how is, uh, Don Pendle could get his report out. Because you said everybody, even if he had to hand it to everybody door to door, I think what you do is you organize people in the GOP by precinct. And then what you do, do you have is a pony? Maybe call them a precinct chair, give them a copy of it, and then they walk their neighborhood and they give everybody yeah. a copy. Do you have a pony? Do you have a pony? Do I have a what? A pony. Do you no, have I, a pony? We're in Texas now. Send me up for a joke. I got one more thing I want to say. No. Can it do anything more than one trick? Go ahead. I, I, think, you're, I think you're always in the mood to argue. And yeah. this is how I know you're Irish, because there's three... I am not Irish. Ask any woman. 
that's ever seen yeah. me naked. I am not Irish. I'm yeah, blessed. You're Scotch Irish, but that's okay. But I no. know you're Irish, West Side Irish, because there are three kinds of Irish. The South Side Irish. Irish, they like to Listen. fight. The West Side Irish like to argue. And the North Side Irish, they always think they're English. I'm Norwegian and Italian. I like to beat them up and pleasure their women. Thank you very much. Terrence, Northwest Suburbs. Good afternoon, Sean, of the true patriot. And I know you're a tiger in the bedroom, you told me, but you're, you. a, you're a tiger Thank on the video. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank but you. I wanted to call you get a <laughs> guest on, tremendous guest. And yeah. what I want to discuss, because most people don't realize this, I was, I'm ex-military, I served overseas, we voted absentee ballot. Yeah. It's not mail-in ballot, and it's misunderstood constantly, okay? And there's millions of people overseas, and if you're not registered in, like I was in Illinois, the reason we had a vote through Illinois is Illinois would waive state income tax if you were living out of the state with your income. So you still kept your registration for voting here. Oh. And there's millions of votes that come in, and the absentee ballot has to be in by the day of the election. And the Democrats have been stealing the military votes because they hold them up. And if they come in a day after, they are not counted. And nobody is discussing this. And I hope Trump gets oh, on. I just read a study that not only talks about exactly what you were talking about, but the people who live abroad who are just not in the military, but citizens. It yes. is a tremendous treasure trove of theft opportunity. It's amazing. Yes. And yeah, you know, and Terrence, I, I tell that story about my friend whose mother died the same year as my mother. She just got another election card in Oak Park. Just got another one. She's been dead since 08. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's true. And the thing is, we and, and most of the, my fellow military buddies, and by the way, you're a true patriot. When you oh. play the Star Spangled Banner at the end of your show, you know, okay. anybody that's been overseas in combat, you come, you know, you have tears in your eyes. I have every day oh. that I hear you. It's, it's fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. Me too. I got, I got, I got a lot of people in the grave that, that earned that. But go ahead. Oh, let me tell you. I'm a commission election judge in Northwest County, uh, and I've been for years. And the people are so confused. Mail-in ballot is not absentee ballot. There's also provisional ballots. They don't understand that it's, this thing is a fraud, okay? Yeah. And absentee, you have to prove with an absentee ballot. They're all you know, certified when they come in, and all they have to do is count them, but they have to be counted by the day of the election. It's not like these mail-ins that are cheating, and, you know, wait two, three days, five days. It's not the same thing. And the thousands and hundreds of thousands of votes they're stealing is disgraceful, especially to our military. I mean, Absolutely. It's the and perfect most, crime, uh, Terrence. It's the perfect crime. You too. Thank you very much. One election, one night. Steal one night. Control policy for four years. It's perfect. Uh, where's my uh, Coleman, Naperville? We're talking about Willis. Hey, Sean. How are you, Coleman? I'm pretty good. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks. Hey, everybody seems to be so surprised today about uh, his cognitive abilities and so forth or the lack of them. And um, and everybody just seems to be talking about it. But I would think they should be more concerned about who in the heck has been making all of these decisions, like for the monetary policy, the foreign policy, war over in um, what's going on in the Middle East, the border. The Somebody, Leviathan. The Leviathan. Have, you know, well, this is got to be somebody's got to be close enough to have his ear or to to or to make that policy. And we should be able to identify that person. And it's probably Coleman, not it's, an elected it, official. No, of course not. It's Ian Sam's. It's the bureaucracy itself. And what we're watching is theater for our entertainment. These are not actual policymakers. These aren't representatives. These are actors and they're salesmen. 
and they're selling us on money laundering schemes. That's what I've been talking about since the first day I had the opportunity to fill in. You know, we, we pretend that these men and women are actually changing the course of our government. The course of our government is set on a Ponzi scheme to keep us as serfs, which is why, Coleman, and I discuss it all the time, the tax system, the way it sits, is regulated to keep you in servitude unless you comply with their strategy. If you follow their rules and their benefits, it's the only way you circumvent certain taxation, which is why if you want anything to be honest, you have to have a flat tax. That keeps a government in check, but you also have to have a, a, a currency that can't be printed without the consent of the governed. And you know what, Coleman? I don't care who you talk to an honest man. I don't care what their belief is. Nobody wants to see the kind of future guarantee of taxation called debt cast upon generations that we can't ever pay off. Nobody. But the politicians do, yeah. because they've got a failsafe. They've got the real golden parachute. They're immune from the reality of what they do to us. So it isn't just one person. I wish it was. This is a conglomeration. Yeah. This is a cartel of corrupt politicians. Well, obviously, he obviously he didn't get this way overnight. So somebody's or that group has been working working overtime. Coleman, do me a favor. Watch when he was running for president in the late '80s, and that's when he had his marbles. He was always the same. Yeah. Thank you very much, Coleman, for the call. I appreciate it. John in East Chicago, Indiana. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Um, you were talking about fraud in the elections by the Democrat Party. Uh, about a year ago, I called the talk show. I promised Honey Bunny that I wouldn't say the name of the host. That's all right. You might know who I'm about to talk. You might yeah. know about, about whom I'm about to talk about. All right. Uh, I call his. He was saying on his show the biggest, the biggest urge, the biggest, most important thing we have to do is get out and vote. I called the show and I said I agree with that point, but just as, just as important, we have to wipe out fraud in elections. Yes. This guy jumped all over me, started screaming at me, called me a troll about fifteen times, told me I could never. I'm going to be blocked. I could never call his show again. Went on a big tirade, didn't uh -huh. give me a chance to say one word, and then finally he terminated the call, and I immediately called back the show, and the lady that is in his studio, I told her that I am a, a staunch conservative and have been almost all my life, and I don't know what he was talking about, and that I might be more, even more conservative than, the, than he is, and she says, well, you should send him an email and explain yourself because I can't let you talk to him again. And I says, I'll tell you what, ma'am, he could send me an email. I'll give you my email address. And he yeah. can also apologize to me for treating me that way on radio, being wow. that I'm a conservative and being that I feel that election integrity is very important. And she says, oh, no, that would never happen. It cut me off. John, I'm going to so tell you right now, when the, when the Republicans cheated in, in New York State, I, I was outraged at that as well. You know, it's a two-way street. And too often we pretend it isn't. But the reality is it's what I was talking to Coleman about. The Leviathan protects itself, and it doesn't want outside eyes, which is why we have this system where we have a bunch of people who never did what you and I, and 99% of the listeners do. They go to work, and they try to make an honest dollar. We have an entire culture in this society that is immune from the rules, from taxes, from regulation. They have an open, legalized pathway to political bribery. And until that stops, brother, this is theater. 
And that's why the Republicans that hate Trump are worse than the Democrats that are theological Marxists. They're worse because all they want is the system of corruption. You know, I'm not a cons- I don't even know what it means to be conservative. But here's what I am. I'm an American, and I believe in the principles. The only industry in this country to have, have constraints on it is government. Yet in all of my knowledge of looking at policy and the economy, government is unfettered. There's nothing they cannot do. Thank you very much. In fact, we have a clip that I didn't get to, and I'll get to it, uh, if not this next break, the one after. And it's amazing to me how if you are the enemy of the government in, in, itself, how you can be forced to do things you would never do. And you know what I'm talking about, Squirrel? Elon Musk was forced to buy Twitter. It is the exact opposite of every principle of contract law. It is, every, uh, it is the exact opposite of every principle of freedom. And do you know where the judge resided and where the court was that forced Elon Musk to buy Twitter? Delaware. Delaware, where Joe Biden is from. Delaware is a fraud state. What do you think of that? And the laws of business, they lure people in because you don't pay taxes in the state. And in one address, one there's over 3 million LLCs registered to it. That is a state built on legal fraud. And that's who these politicians are. That's why they're all lawyers. They're all lawyers, yet none of them believe in the American law as the shield of the ordinary man. They prefer it as the spear of the gangster government. And until that changes, we're going to be doing this hamster wheel. And you know how it changes? When money is limited to them. And we break the chain of legalized bribery called campaign contributions and lobbying. That's the only way and the only answer. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's not a coincidence that Joe Biden has been a senator in Delaware since 1972. Most people forgot that when he won, he wasn't age qualified to be a senator. They make a joke of it now. But back then, it was a little bit of a scandal. It was also a scandal because there was an allegation of election fraud. There's a book written by a Teamster president. They made a movie out of it called The Irishman. In that book called I Hear You Paint Houses, He brags, the Teamster president and well-known mafia member, that they owned a senator in Delaware. You see, this is none of this is a coincidence. Elon Musk really wanted his $56 billion payout. Yes, it's a lot of money, but he had met all the performance requirements and the board had approved too. The Delaware Court of Chancery is where big business cases are judged. The court said, no, you do not deserve the money. It's not fair. Oh, it's excessive. Predictably, Musk went ballistic. He organized a poll on X asking if Tesla should move jurisdiction. By the way, that's in his that's in his compensation that was in the contract. The board of Twitter approved it, and a judge said he couldn't have it. That's after they forced him to buy an entity that during the due, due diligence period of his contract, he found out was frauding the amount of people that were populating Twitter. It's called bots. 
That is a major scandal. But instead of that being a scandal, Elon Musk was forced to buy Twitter. Now to the big story on the business pages, the very expensive showdown between the richest man in the world and one of the most popular social media platforms. Okay, so back in April, Tesla and SpaceX founder Elon Musk, he agreed to buy Twitter for a whopping $44 billion. But Friday, he said the deal is dead. Twitter stock price plummeted. But it may not be that easy for him to walk away. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is here to explain. So, Steph, okay, so three months ago, the guy says, yes, I want to buy. And now he says, not anymore. Who who among us hasn't wanted to return something from (laughs) time to time? $44 billion. So uh, his lawyer wrote a letter to the SEC, said he's walking away. And the reason is, they say, because of bots or fake accounts. They wanted Twitter to tell them how many fake accounts there were. Twitter said the 5% of their accounts were fake. And Elon Musk said, no, yeah. the number is a lot higher than that. And and why does that matter? Yeah. Because real accounts are real money for advertisers. Oh. Advertisers want eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how you make a buck on yeah. Twitter. Think about this. The court didn't side with the due diligence finding that the information provided by Dorsey and Twitter, was fraud. That's fraud. What this court of Democrats did is force him to purchase something he didn't want to, breaking all rules of the contract due diligence period. Believe me, I know, I I, I do this for a living. So in other words, the court broke the covenant in the contract and forced him to spend this money. Advertising. So how could this play out? I mean, it seems like it's going to court. Yeah, well, Twitter's not going to be like, okay, fine, see you yeah. later. They're yeah. taking him to court and they're going to fight over it. And, and the bar is high in court. That's why you don't buy things from Democrats. And you certainly do all you can do to avoid going before Democrat judges. Twitter sued Elon Musk on Tuesday for violating his $44 billion deal to buy the social media platform. It asked a Delaware court to order the world's richest person to complete the merger at the agreed price. The complaint said, quote, Musk apparently believes that he, unlike every other party subject to Delaware contract law, is free to change his mind, trash the company, disrupt its operations, destroy stockholder value and walk away. And do you know what he did? He exposed that Dorsey and Twitter were lying. And that's the way it's spun. And that could only happen when Democrats are in charge of anything. It's outrageous. That that right there is outrageous. And that's why the constant assault on Elon Musk. And that's why the only social media I ever even think of participating in is whatever he wants to call it, X or Twitter or whatever. Uh, Robert, blow me down. Sean, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you? The you know, reason I was I'm doing good. The reason I was calling tonight, as you may recall earlier today, Biden's being arrogant in his response, saying he's capable and and his uh, dealings That's... with so forth. But anyway, the reason I was calling is because you. This is my. This we were talking about this tonight. What's going to happen is they're hanging. they the powers to be with the radical left are hanging ready to hang this guy out to dry. It's going to go to the convention. They're going to. He's going to not step up. And then all of a sudden, the great state of so-and-so nominates Hillary Clinton to be now, the president of the United Clinton. States. Come on. That's Hillary Clinton is the only woman in this country that every citizen understood exactly why Bill Clinton cheated on her. Everybody, man, woman, child, even the dogs who turn their heads sideways like they hear a whistle far off in the distance when Hillary Clinton walks in a room. In the meantime, 
The reality is it isn't about anything other than keeping us, the serfs, entertained. It's the Leviathan that must be crushed. And that clips I played for you, where a court forces an individual to purchase something he didn't want to, tells you this is not America anymore. And now they will use their bureaucracy to intimidate in an attempt to bankrupt. In the same fashion they're doing Donald Trump, in the same fashion Lois Lerner and the IRS were caught doing when Barack Obama was the president. And all he had to do was come out and say, I promise it'll never happen again. Lois Lerner wasn't prosecuted. She now lives on a pension she doesn't deserve. And she is an oligarch in the mafia. This isn't about one man. This is about the Leviathan itself, the bureaucracy, the Politburo, the Soviet Union operating inside America, calling itself our government. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest has a very interesting life story. It all starts out in a farm town in Illinois. Joins the Navy, becomes a CB, which is the construction department of the Navy. And uh, after the Navy, starts a heavy equipment company in California, ends up in South Carolina in politics and radio. He is now the National Director of Operations for Veterans for Trump. Chad Caton, how are you? I'm living the dream, and what an intro that I, I like it. I like your music. I, like, I got different things in my hand, but we're all on the same team. Very good. Very good. Well, this is exciting, and it's an interesting position you find yourself in because you're also a victim of uh, having having the powers that be go against you. You had a radio career, right, for a while? I did. It was growing exponentially. We were even looking to that, that, special, uh, that special word of syndication, um, and it... Uh, all I did was go to January 6th. By the time I got back, two days later, I was terminated from my uh, from my radio show. And wow! Well, you're I, lucky you're not I, sitting I, in a cooler eating eating uh, pot roast that was made six months ago without your day in yep. court. It could have been worse. I'm still being investigated. My lawyers told me I'm, I'm part of the new thousand they're investigating again. Oh, well, look at you, politically persecuted from a Navy CB. And um, I saw you wrote an article, and that's why we uh, had you on. You wrote an article, and I I wanted your perspective on it because it's interesting to me that a guy that goes from the Navy, starts a a successful company in California, ends up in South Carolina, dabbles in politics, goes on the radio. So you have a different perspective when it comes to immigration, but in, in particular what we're experiencing now, which is not an immigration problem the way it's being sold. What we have happening now to me is the implementation of that Cloward Piven overwhelm to uh, eventually take over. And I see it no other way. I'm curious how you see it. It's, uh, there's no other way to look at it, even from a strategic level. You can't sit there and look at 10 million uh, uh, illegal immigrants, or whatever we're calling them now, uh, coming across the border, and we're supposed to just idly sit by and say, Ooh, look at us being humanitarians. They're not bringing over women and children anymore. This is a fighting age men. We've even got videos of people saying, you're going to know who I am when they're asked a question that are uh, of Muslim descent. 
we have Chinese coming in left and right there in San Diego. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous to sit there and listen to Mayorkas or Biden and say, oh, we have we have operational control. You have about as much control of the Biden as as I do a rattlesnake on the wrong end. Well, we had uh, we had clips of them saying that for about three years. And the reality is they kind of changed right away when they saw they could profit and tie other foreign policy corrupt bills to it. And this is something where I wanted your perspective as a as an ex as an ex Navy CB, which is really the construction construction department of the Navy, for lack of a better phrase. But that's what it is. You're engineers and you build things, and that's what you do. And that's where the real money is 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 made when you're talking about reconstructing nations, reconstructing countries. And these countries all seem to have an unholy alliance with a very corrupt politician who happens to be soiling himself in the Oval Office right now. But the reality is, do the American people understand just how involved our military is in construction and operations abroad? Do you think the average person has an understanding of just the kind of costs that are happening abroad around the world right now? Fantastic question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. They don't have a clue. And that is the big part of the military-industrial complex and the, and the, the, uh, the people that are going over there as contractors and what the, what the U.S. is involved in in regards to the concept of building and the cost that the U.S. government is actually paying uh, to do it. It's, it's, the American people have very, very little knowledge of that happening at all. Well, you know why? It reminds me of Shawshank Redemption. When the warden had slave labor, and he was able to cut deals and steal tremendous amounts of money for that time. Now, that was a true story, and it happened with prison labor. But as I saw the story of Fat Leonard and the kind of corruption that was going on in the Navy, specifically, and the absence of any knowledge of exactly what happens, what the budget is, where the money goes, and you expand that upon why we have these conflicts all over the world, it's a twofold profit. It's in the destruction, but more is in the rebuilding. And this has been a system that's been going on really since, what, World War One, And, uh, yes. you know, it, you got the Pentagon misappropriates 50 cents out of every dollar. Guys like you and your, and the, and your, and your platoon or team are doing all the work, and the people are, are, are absconding with a tremendous amount of money. So we're on this cycle of deception and corruption. And that's really the explanation for the Biden administration, isn't it? It, it, it is, but it's even worse than that. It wasn't even the, it's not even the CBs out there doing the builds in, in overseas. We oversee it. They, they bring in basically slave labor or, or wherever we are, and, and they bring in their people, and then the people that own that conglomerate of people that are local are making thousands and millions of dollars, and they're bringing people in and they're paying them $12 a week. You know, yeah. we as CBs are the ones for the beans, bullets, band-aids. We, we, we check to make sure they're building it correctly. There's all these caveats that have to be built by uh, locals or, or uh, people that are from that country. And that's where the big steal is, is because they can pay them $12 a week. And that, but it's, it's, it's bid to the, to the United States, uh, and, and the budget is, is an exuberant amount for uh, saying it would be $2,000 a week for the same guy. And then they're pocketing that money. Now, Chad, we have an unusual circumstance that I'm lucky that you and I are alive to see it. And what that is, is we've had for the first time elected to arguably the most powerful office in the country, 
somebody who did not navigate his career through the Rube Goldberg political corrupt system that allows bureaucrats to really run the country instead of politicians. So you get a non-politician who, quite frankly, I didn't like because he was spent so much of his life enriching Democrats in New York and Chicago and California. I mean, he gave Chuck Schumer two and a half million dollars. He, ne he negotiated with corrupt unions. He played the game, but he surprised me because he brought to the table uh, eyes of a businessman, eyes of somebody who wanted to have a, a profit and really give prosperity back to the people. So he saw it as somebody solving problems. And to me, that's why so many people hate him, because I started out not liking him. But through his policies, through watching the success of my country, through watching the control on government, the only entity in this country that is supposed to have restraints on it, I saw the prosperity that ended after, uh, when, once COVID was released. But however, that's the big threat of not just Donald Trump, but anybody who comes from the outside of government, anybody who wants to operate in the definition of succeeding. And that, to me, is why I think your organization is very important. You know, it started out, and it was Veterans for America First, right? Yes, sir. What made the switch to Veterans for Trump? Just the fact that outside of the eyes of an outsider, politicians don't really want to have America succeed? They just want the tagline? Oh, much better than being uh, Veterans for America First when the father of the father of the modern day movement is Donald Trump. Basically, yeah. we just put call signs because we work in conjunction with the Trump campaign as boots on the grassroots, boots on boots on the ground. My overt job as the direct national director is I'm building the largest coalition across the country, and that by being able to do that, and the way we do it is we build the command structure, we put captains in districts and counties, and we get to the local politics. We, fix your, we want you to fix your county council. We want you to find constitutional sheriffs. And by the, when it's all said and done, you're going to be able to look to Washington. It's going to be a mirror image of the movement that has moved into these areas. And there's no better people to lead that fight through education, motivation, and activation than the people that have served in these United States military, have put their hand in the air, and have sworn on a Bible and oath to this country. They understand what leaders need to look like. They understand what work is. They understand what the suck is because sometimes life sucks, right? Yeah. And we embrace the suck. And, and, and we are the ones that can motivate average people to bring them back to their civic duties. You better work on that slogan. Someone's going to think you're behind Kamala Harris. But in the meantime, what I wanted to focus on is I think people underestimate how many military, ex-military, know the scam and reject it. And I think this is something that goes discounted. And I'm wondering... Um, when you see and deal with guys who aren't just from the Seabees or the Navy, when you deal with ex-military, what's the percentage of veterans that support the fraudulent, corrupt foreign policy that is on display in Washington, D.C. on a daily basis? 11%. What's that? 11, 11% of veterans uh, across the country, we have uh, figured out that that's where it lies with multiple polls things that we're able to pull the numbers from, we are confident in 11% of the United States that our veterans actually support Joe Biden and the liberalism. That's, that's a staggering. So eight, 89, nearly 9 out of 10 veterans.
do not support the Biden administration and the foreign policy. And it, well, there's an explanation for it, because his policies, since he was a senator, lead to the death of American military. It's just a fact. And the deaths, ironically, of other nations' militaries. This is something I find amazing. That in this conflict, in all of this hyperbole, where if you listen to even the point of view of the Russian government, you're a traitor. But one thing that never gets talked about is it could be that this conflict has eliminated a generation, if not more, of Ukrainians. And there is no call for diplomacy. And this has to outrage guys who know what it's like to be shot at, calling themselves veterans now, but in military regular regular days. They can't even speak out against it, can they? If you're in the military, can you speak against this policy, these policies? No, and the Hatch Act has, has been brought up in numerous cases, just as us veterans for Trump and people that are, you know, active duty there. Like, man, I want to help you, but I'm afraid that my uh, commander is going to do this. If I get out front with veterans for Trump, the Hatch Act was supposed to be there to protect uh, federal employees to get involved in their civic duties. And, and that's where the, the military, looking at this geopolitical situation, anybody that's been a veteran is looking at it going, you know, just because we're in the military doesn't mean we want war. That's not what we're about. One of my favorite quotes ever was from a Medal of Honor winner, and he said, we don't want war. We've seen death. We've seen war. But if you want to bring war on the United States of America and its people, someone else will raise your sons and daughters. That's the way we believe. Yeah. And that's why we try to lead from the front with strength. Tell me a little bit um, what it's like to be in the construction business in California. And I'm wondering, did you leave specifically because of the correction or collapse of 08? Or did you leave because you knew that the government was going to destroy that industry? So we saw, we saw it uh, come uh, to fruition over a certain amount of time. And we actually, it was right exactly 2009, um, I actually left. Uh, uh, California in 2010 and my partner and I, because doing the excavation part in California is the most expensive part of a house because we got to dig down for uh, earthquake reasonings and, and nuclear testing and all kinds of stuff for compaction for structure and and we were making great money but you, just like you said the 2008 happened, we were finishing all the work that was allowed to be finished in the 2009 and we saw the writing on the wall we, we, we just uh, eviscerated our, our, our company because we knew what was company coming and we got out pretty good. We lost quite a bit of money, but we got out pretty good. My partner went back to work for Raytheon as a contractor in Antarctica. And, um, I went and did a contracting stint in the middle East. And then I came to, uh, South Carolina and became an occupational firefighter. It was just, we, we got very lucky, but we got out quick. We saw it coming. So Chad, I can't help but notice you started in Illinois. You went to California are the people in South Carolina nervous that maybe the communism, Marxism, Democrat mafia is following you? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> but, uh, if anybody reads our, our story over the last 10 years, they know for a fact that I've been called everything from the far-right extremist to whatever. And they, they ain't following me, but they sure the boomers are certainly looking for a new place other than Florida to enjoy the nice warm weather and hospitality. And that's here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Myrtle Beach is fantastic. But you know what's funny, Chad, is I'm, I, I'm in southwest Florida, and the only license plate that makes people more mad than an Illinois plate is a California plate. So I'm wondering if you had the same reception when you drove into South Carolina. Where can, uh, where can my listeners go? Because I saw the article. I love the article. Where can they go to get more information on the uh, Veterans for Trump 
I know you're the national director of operations, but you've got a lot of military guys involved in this organization. Where can they go to keep up on it and stay in touch with it? Well, the big thing is you can go to vets underscore four underscore Trump on Twitter, or you can follow me on Twitter because it's my life that I'm fired up too. And then we have our website, veteransfortrump.us, veteransfortrump.us. And if you are a veteran, it says sign up. We're not going to send you win red. We're not going to ask you for money. We are going to let you know where Trump's going to be. We're going to let you know what's going on in state houses. Our presidents, our vice presidents are going to get involved locally, and we're going to let you know where we need our veterans to stand together once again. So please, everybody, come and join it. Chad, I love what you did with the underscore, because what you did is kind of what I do when I run my business. I have, a, I have a business, a little cigar store, and I put on the door, Biden voters keep out because the quality of life, I don't want Democrats around me. And what you did with that underscore, underscore, you keep them out because if they grew up in the Chicago public school system or were educated in California, they don't even know what the hell an underscore is. Chad Kett. Uh, no, they don't. Chad Kett. No, they don't. And I like the way you nobody, think. Not one, person, not one person that bears for Trump have colored hair. That's right. I love it. Chad, thanks for doing it. I appreciate the effort, and I appreciate you bringing knowledge to these issues, because once people find out the kind of financial fraud that you've witnessed in your life, in your career, in your serving our nation, I think it's going to be a tremendous asset. Chad, Caton, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM560, the answer. I have to tell you, to watch these scum and what they're doing to my country, plus to hear the arrogance that these idiots have. I don't know what's going to happen in Joe Biden's future, but one thing I do know, they better put a urinal cake on his tombstone. Oh, what happened that I the, 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 got rid of this clip? When I said, uh, when I we pushed all these programs, I said, I'm going to be a president of everybody whether you live in a red state or a green state. It's red state or blue state. Blue, stupid, blue. My word. Kevin in Las Vegas. Uh, hey, Sean, I don't know the radius of one of these little suitcase potential bombs here, but uh, I'm only about six, seven miles away from this trip, so I just wanted to say my farewells just in case. You better uh, take a ride, kid. Although, you know, Vegas, you guys have – I think the, the ground just eats up that nuclear stuff. I don't think they understand what, yeah, uh, what they're up for. We're, we're, we're used to it. Um, yeah. But, uh, hey, hey, thanks for touching on that, uh, on that corrupt scumbag Delaware judge with the Elon thing. I didn't even know about – it was another Delaware judge that was the force that forced him to make the purchase. I didn't know that part. Oh, they're all, it's all Delaware. You know, and this is yeah. – whoever gave him the advice – to put make Tesla a Delaware company is the one who really set the the tone, because you know that's why all these these Silicon Valley oligarchs they're all Delaware companies because they know they have all Democrat judges in charge of the state in charge of the the way in which that their court system works and this happens all the time, which is why they always get corporations to grease the wheels because they don't want to be knuckled under because really what Elon Musk shows you is that's the new precedent in this country. So the Delaware court system can force you to buy something even under contract uh, uh, due diligence time. You know, what do you have due diligence for? That's the time I get to kick the time. I want to make sure what you told me I'm buying, I'm buying. Whether it's a vehicle, a piece of property, or a company. And during yeah, the yeah. during the inspection period, during the time of your due diligence, you find out they misrepresented. 
and now you force this guy to spend forty-four billion fracking dollars? It's insane. I, I remember because uh, they were they were talking about how Elon was like he was basically playing chess when they told him we're going to go to court, and he's like, "Fine, now you have to show me all of your information about how many bots and all this and that." But then, because I believe he had a one billion dollar buyout, which yeah. ended up obviously not happening. But I mean, you know, it was the greatest thing ever that he ended up buying Twitter. So I mean. I can't say. Well, we'll see because don't forget they're still in charge of it. Now, what he did that was brilliant is he took it private. So now you eliminate the way in which the government can infiltrate his board with their Marxist frauds, their DEI bull. Mm It doesn't matter, though. It's still a Delaware company. So when it comes to this kind of thing, he was supposed to get $56 billion in compensation. He hit the marks that were set. He said, where's my money? And the Delaware court system said, you don't get that. Now, who gets yeah. to decide that? So it's based on nothing other than political affiliation, which is why Tesla gets none of the benefits the fraud companies made by the UAW and their electric cars get. Think about it. And you know this. Yeah. Tesla sells, yeah. sells more electric cars than all of them combined. Think, oh, yeah. Well, even the Model Y was the number one selling car on the planet, regardless of EV or, or, or gas engine. That's political persecution, and it's going quietly by. And that's why it has to stop. In the meantime, will you get in the car and go to California for a weekend? For God's sakes, I can't, I can't afford to that. lose Maybe listeners. Maybe Utah or something. Maybe uh, Utah or something. Right. Uh, not California. Yeah, careful you don't get married. Thank you very much. They're big and marrying a lot of people out there. Cream puff, Jim. Yes. I'm waiting for my mail and bill. It's so, so my relatives. All my relatives oh, souls. All the souls in purgatory. But, no, but I've got a lot, of, a lot of Democratic souls in purgatory. And I've been practicing their signatures. I got quite a border. I'm trying to practice all the Democratic signatures. You don't have I, to worry. We don't look at the signatures no, anymore. These are Democrat areas, Mo. You could sign that guts on Google. It's Democrat. And by the way, why do you think why do you think the post off gets the kickbacks and the payoffs? That entity couldn't exist without government. You think they really look at the mail in ballots? They're stuffing them themselves, the crooks with those silly costumes. <laughs> yeah, you know, they have to they have to stuff. Especially this day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, you see the size of these, these post office workers. Do you think they walk to the door anymore? What do, you, what do they do? Do they all they, hang around at the Chicago yeah. Municipal House? They go to the firehouses, eat, eat linguine and clam sauce? What the hell are these fatsos <laughs> doing all day long? You think you couldn't accept that? Why can't you see a postman 300 pounds in the 70s? It's insanity now. 312-642-5600. Yeah, drop that chalupa. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. It was like a stupid off. Uh... This is, this is still impressive. I've never heard anything like this in my life. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. That's How totally out of- I put this country... I put the country back on the feet... You stupid son of a dog. Do you even know what the national debt is? Do you even know what the national debt is? Do you even know what the climate in this country is? Not only are we closer to civil war than virtually any time after the first one, but in the meantime, more people are on welfare. 
More people are drowning in debt, delinquencies. It's worse than 08, virtually, without the admission. Idiot. Anthony in St. Charles. Oh, good evening, sir. Hi, Anthony. Hi. Well, once again, I keep saying I'm never going to call, not call in again because I call in too many times. But as a military veteran myself, I want to give a wonderful compliment to Chad, um, oh. Navy man, veterans for Trump. Terrific. I, I'm always inspired to hear fellow veterans being involved because I am, as you know, a concerned citizen who has run for office and is now running for circuit clerk of the 16th Judicial Circuit for Kane County. Oh. And, and really, to be in the military is itself to hold a public office because you take an oath similar to civil officials, to, to support and defend the Constitution. So it is, uh, and it is a great honor to 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 um, serve in the military. I consider that to be, that's my first office that I've held. Thank and you. Very nice. we yeah. should never, and today, today I put my uniform back on to render honors to a fallen, to a deceased veteran at a, at a today. And Which branch and were you in? The United States Army Military Police Corps. And then as I was an enlisted man in the MP Corps. As a, on active duty, and then I was a reserve officer as a chaplain candidate to become an Army chaplain, which, unfortunately, I never got the chance to really be, but I'm proud of that, too. Well, you know how I know you're not a Democrat? You can still fit right. in your uniform. You're darn cute, and I do PT every day, three days nice. a week. Nice. Like That's I wonderful. Did. You know, most sure. people don't realize the CBs and the Army Corps of Engineers, just how much they do and how much the government spends and they don't get in the so-called rebuilding. It's an incredible fraud of money laundering schemes. And only the guys who work in those sectors understand exactly the profiteering of policy that happens between politicians, both at the federal level and at the local level, and these corrupt third world countries. They're, they're, they're destroying the integrity of government spending and military spending specifically. Thank you very much, Anthony, for everything. I wish you luck. Uh, Rich in Indiana. Thanks, Sean. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to say thank you for the shirt. I got my shirt. Um, great, great show, as always. Um, great guest. You, You're killing me with these, these things you say. Black. I'm black from the waist down. <laughs> Only yeah. people that I, I know never said that. I just said blessed. I, said, I never said that. I said blessed. I'm blessed. Can't help it. Thank you very much. The old man never gave me a dollar, but he came through when it mattered. Rich in Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing today? Splendid. Yesterday when we talked, uh, <clears throat> we talked about, uh, I'm having trouble hearing you. All right. Are you getting a Biden on me? Check your shorts. No. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> a close call. Next thing you know, you start claiming credit for rebuilding the country. Go ahead. No, we talked about when you- Ah, we got a terrible connection. I love Rich from Indian Head Park, but a terrible connection. Tony, Argus, Indiana. Yeah, this is Tony Sean. How are you, Tony? I wanted to run this by the listeners. If you go back and look at the McCarthy papers and uh, the communists that were discovered back then and when you look at the clips you'll see nixon you'll see the cia and the same people that got us involved in korea and also in vietnam and right now joe biden is nothing more than an agent 
for the CIA. Well, I'll tell you what, he definitely benefits the corruption in foreign policy. You want to know another fun fact, Tony, which I love? Do you know about Richard Nixon, an obscure guy from California? Do you know who his biggest money campaign contributor was? I find this fascinating. No, you know? no tell me. Prescott Bush. Did you know that? The only reason yeah. you know anybody knows Richard Nixon's name is not because of his nifty hairdo or his profile. It's because Prescott Bush was the money behind him. Fascinating. And if yeah. you listen to Richard Nixon run, and then after he wins, he goes for a summit called the Park Avenue Summit. You know who that was with? Nelson Rockefeller. And then you look at how he governed. He didn't run on creating the EPA, on creating OSHA, on the, uh, uh, the education department, all created by Richard Nixon. He ran on the absence yep. of that. But after he talked to Nelson Rockefeller, he showed him how to build the Leviathan. Thank you very much. Prescott Bush is like Joe Kennedy without the uh, women. Rich Indian Head Park. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. You're off your Obama phone. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> okay. Yesterday, we uh, when we talked, we were talking about when uh, you thought or when I thought that uh, uh, Biden was going to be replaced for the presidency. Well, after the uh, report that came out yesterday and uh, the way he handled the uh, the media yesterday, it seems like uh, it's probably, they're probably talking about it today. And I think we might hear something next week that he's not going to be running for a second term. Maybe Taylor think? Swift will announce it. I mean, after all, she's yeah. got the world captivated. I don't even know. Well, who maybe the hell she'll we... run. I didn't even know who. I, I, you know, I, I, I wish I could say I'm embarrassed, but I'm actually proud. I don't know who her boyfriend is. I don't know what teams are playing, and I don't give a rip because I do know what exactly is happening to my country and how it's happening. And the fact that men and women in this country allow the dimwit in diapers and the office tramp to bastardize every principle of this nation in the open with the lights on, which is what I believe Kamala Harris's nickname was in college. I'm pointing to the direction of what I believe is the capital. <laughs> And what needs to happen in terms of people who otherwise have evidenced themselves being having a feckless quality to show some courage to reject the false notion that suggests you're either in favor of the Second Amendment or you want to take everyone's guns away, when in fact it's just reasonable. I support the Second Amendment, but it's reasonable to say we need an assault weapons ban. It's reasonable to say... We've never needed more guns in this country. Not just because of the threats of foreign, the invasion we see on our southern border but because our government's willingness to attack the principles of the rights of each and every one of us. That's why. Not worried about rootin' tootin' Putin. Worried about the Democrats in Washington, D.C. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, I thought you were going to hit me with the Rasputin song, Squirrel. I really did. Did you ever hear the Rasputin song? No. They play it, uh... Classic. Classic. I'll tell you, this is a particularly unusual time. And I say that because it's the first time since Vietnam 
that the American people have not asked and demanded certain information, have been willing to be censored, but more importantly, refuse to call for diplomacy. You know, we touch upon it with, uh, with what's going on in Ukraine. The Tucker Carlson interview, to me, is fascinating. It's fascinating on a number of, of, of levels. But when you hear the correct description of exactly what's happening in our currency and the weaponization of our dollar and the fact that that's what's affecting each and every one of us, as the media is ignoring the reality of the delinquency of, carp, uh, uh, of mortgage payments, of credit card payments, the delinquency, the wallowing in futility, as we pretend Joe Biden has stumbled onto something, a new economics called Bidenomics, when the reality is it's simple. What he's doing is not just weaponizing our dollar in foreign lands. He's destroying our dollar here in this country. And it wasn't a politician here that talked about it. It was supposedly the adversary, the enemy in Root and Tootin' Putin, who I'm pretty sure inspired that uh, Rasputin song. The U.S. dollar, which has kind of united the world in a lot of ways, maybe not to your advantage, but certainly to ours. <laughs> is that going away as the reserve currency, the, the, common, the universally accepted currency? How have sanctions, do you think, changed the dollar's place in the world? You know, to use the dollar as a tool of foreign policy struggle is one of the biggest strategic mistakes made by the U.S. political leadership. I wonder, with all of this talk of the market going up, is your net worth up when you factor in the destruction of your home equity in these ghetto Democrat-run areas? Is your net worth up? I'm wondering who exactly is, is, is reaping the rewards. I mean, aside from the welfare, which has never paid more to more people in the history of the country. Who exactly is reaping the rewards of Bidenomics? It certainly isn't us. It certainly isn't the, the targeted goal, the stated goal. And what happens when all of these countries decide Joe Biden is the punchline we've been calling him since he reared his Botox-injected face. The dollar is the cornerstone of the United States power, but they won't stop printing. What does the debt of $33 trillion tell us about? As soon as the political leadership decided to use the U.S. dollar as a tool of political struggle, a blow was dealt to this American power. I would not like to use any strong language, but it is a stupid thing to do and a grave mistake. Look at Kind of like... Every fracking policy, and I mean every policy these de Democrats ever implemented, whether it's their own little nooks and crannies that are now ghettos, once great states. Addition calls to reclassify theft with two or more prior convictions as a felony. Mental health and addiction services will be mandated for felony charges, and refusal will lead to up to three years in prison. And or it's that other big achievement by the Democrats. What was it called, Squirrel? The Affordable Care Act, often referred to as Obamacare. I thought it was going to be... Sunshine and roses and lollipops. We beat Farmer this year. We beat Farmer this year, and it mattered. We're gonna well, why didn't you beat him with the passage of Obamacare? Because you enriched him. And in the meantime, simultaneously with the dimwit and diapers screaming he beat Pharma, it's not really the case. And in a story you'll only see right here, CEOs of three of the biggest pharmaceutical companies appearing on Capitol Hill to explain why Americans pay so much more for prescription drugs. National because Obamacare enriched the corrupt, bankrupted the honest. Like every Democrat plant, they cannot point to one policy, not one, that succeeded or is not bankrupt. It's about time Americans wake up, start understanding who the enemy is. It's not rootin' tootin' Putin. 
It's anybody who would pretend to take credit for what we call our current state of affairs. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. You brought it to its knees, traitor. But you were bribed to. We will recover. And history will vindicate all of us. And you will get the reputation you deserve. Not just the punchline, but that of a traitor. Have a great weekend. I would tell you not to watch the foosball game, but I understand it's all the rage. I hope that Taylor Swift has at least five touchdowns. All right, have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Cue the music, Squirrel. Remind everybody why they should be proud. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.